Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that person that posts workout selfies on Facebook, making us all feel inadequate and self-conscious, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Everyday a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very special guest. He is the preaching pastor at Juanita Community Church in Kirkland, Washington. He's a graduate of the Masters University, and he is an unapologetic Reformed Baptist. And I have with me in the studio today, Pastor Daniel Corey. Matt, Daniel, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. Great to have you on. Uh, before we hop in to our... Um, our regularly regularly scheduled topics. I want to ask you, uh, Daniel, is uh, why is the Reformed Baptist theology both the logical and biblical conclusion to reading the canon of Scripture? <laughs> I appreciate the softball up front, and uh, <laughs> uh, man, where do you even start with that kind of question? Um, I usually I just say Spurgeon believed it. Argument over. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of cheating, but uh, <laughs> it's the it's yeah, it's the kid in the sign of school who just answers everything Jesus, right? It's like, well, yeah. you're not wrong, you just have yes. no imagination, right? <laughs> yes, I uh, I would say it's the one that most consistently makes uh, cons- sense of the uh, data of scripture, and so yeah, uh, consistency Boom. is a sign of a proper argument, inconsistency, the sign of a failed argument, so. That's right. To be the most consistently consistent. <laughs> and Spurgeon believed it. We try. Yeah, and Spurgeon believed it. We'll throw that in there too. Um, all right. Well, hey, guys, if you've been listening uh, for a while, you know that uh, we have a sponsor this week. This is week two. I think the sponsor's been going. We are sponsored this week by Reftunes.com. Reftunes is a series uh, by a very, very talented artist named. Uh, Paul Cox exploring church history through comics, and uh, they did our our podcast kind of logo art, graphic art. He's a fantastic artist. I love his stuff. He takes scenes from church history, puts really cool quotes on them. Love his style. Um, you can find Reftunes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Reftunes, and then obviously Reftunes.com. Go check his stuff out. Uh, he does custom work. Give him a call if you want some cool comics. He is the guy to go to Reftunes.com. Fantastic artwork. Go give them a follow. They're a great, great sponsor. Really cool to have them. So, Daniel, give us just a short bio of who you are, what you do, a little-known fun fact. Just just kind of tell us a little bit about you, man, before we hop into our topics here. Sure. Yeah, I was born, raised, and bred in the Olympic Peninsula in the great northwest of Washington. All right. Um, so I was raised in a blue-collar family, my dad. Uh, is was is and will forever be a logger and so grew up in the woods grew up as a homeschool kid um that explains the logging beard yeah it explains the beard and the uh like the homemade uh weapons that part of it as well (laughs) where you're not a you're not a legitimate homeschool kid if you haven't at some point uh, gotten creative in the i can personally attest to this So yeah, grew up in the church. Uh, have I've had the blessing of always attending gospel preaching, gospel loving churches, and um, married. So I married my high school sweetheart. 
13 years ago this June and I have two daughters. So oh, yeah. a seven-year-old named Evangeline and a three-year-old now named Geneva. Good for you, man. Geneva. I love it. <laughs> that is good stuff. You are Reformed Baptist through and through. <laughs> uh, fun, well, fun fact, I, for six years, uh, was a custodial supervisor at Grace Community Church. So I literally cleaned John MacArthur's office. That's amazing. Okay, so... Oh man, I have so many questions. I feel like I like the entire podcast could just be you telling stories about being a custodian for John yes. MacArthur. But yes. like, okay, what is what is one of the strangest or weirdest things you ever saw or had to clean up in his office? Oh, in his office? Um, like, is he a closet cigar smoker? No, <laughs> I wish he probably so would have had. This? Yeah, he would have had the custodians maybe raiding his humidor if that were the case. Uh, <laughs> A, a seminary friend of, of mine and I were detailing his office. So just doing a, a, a thorough clean. We weren't the usual guys to do it. Yeah. And so uh, he somehow picked up an inkwell because John is a, he's a fountain pen aficionado or something. Okay. And it, this was like the commemorative, you know, 25 years at whatever. Yeah. It pre presented with like this crystal inkwell thing on a satin pillow. And some something happened with the pressure or the whatever. But when he picked it up, it started like squirting ink all over John's desk. Oh, no. And I hear him yelling like, oh, no, 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 no. And I turn around. I just see ink going everywhere. And then my oh. jobs fading in the background. Uh, <laughs> thankfully. Oh, man. Thankfully, no, none got on his Bible or his notes or paperwork. Like we somehow, by the grace of God, missed everything. Yeah, but um, dude, that was like, at the that most point, interesting. at that point, like I'm stuffing the ink down my shirt, just like I will sacrifice clothes yes. and life <laughs> and limb. I don't care what gets stained. I, I, I'm not losing this job. <laughs> no, it was it was uh, stressful. Yeah, I bet. Uh, that's funny, man. OK, well. Like I said, I want I want to make the whole podcast just stories about that, but we do have to move on a little bit, sadly. Um, so um, give us I know you said you grew up in the church. But just give us real quick uh, how Christ found you, your your personal testimony and how you found uh, the Lord working in you and how you came to Christ. Just uh, uh, run us through that real, real fast. Yeah. So born in born and bred in a Christian church. So my dad has uh, for all of my life been an elder at churches we've attended. And so I grew up in a house that wasn't just, you know, many grew up in the church, but it's, they're kind of nominally involved. We were very involved from day one for me. And I was one of those church kids that uh, maybe it's because I was homeschooled and it was the only social uh, <laughs> environment <laughs> I had. I loved it. Um, I was the, I was the Bible nerd that you wanted on your Sunday school Bible trivia team. Because uh, okay. I, yeah, I just loved it. And so the way I describe how I was saved by Christ would be something to the effect of like, there's no, there's no day, there's no time, there's no date written in the front of my Bible. I don't have a card that I signed at some point. Mm -hmm. But the way that I describe it is as I heard and understood the gospel by God's grace and spirit working me, I affirmed the gospel. So was born a sinner, dead in, in sin and trespass, desperately in need of the regenerating work of 
the spirit of God to awaken me. And yeah. he did so at a young age. And so um, I often will tell kids in our church that or, or really anyone I meet and tell them not to be ashamed as though that was a lesser testimony of God's grace. If anything, I think right. it is a tremendous uh, testimony of God's grace because he, he saved me very young. And so I, I pray that the kids in our church all have that same sort of testimony. God's grace right. found me young and I didn't have to go away to college and experience yeah. the world. I didn't have to do all of this. Um, so I was, I, I, I believe I was saved young, very young and um, was baptized when I was nine. And so looking back, I don't see any time where I would view like, Oh, I, I, I realized I wasn't saved. Or I, I, don't, I don't have anything like that. The Lord's just me consistently uh, walked with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. And yeah, and that's great. I think that's important too to, uh, to really, like you said, to be encouraging people who were raised in the church and don't have this incredible testimony of, you know, coming out of a drug addiction for the last, you know, 20 years. And then I, I was on the road to Damascus and God, you know, the, saw the bright, the, the bright lights and the voices, right? Um, it's God's grace mm -hmm. it manifests itself in different ways at different times. Mm -hmm. And it's no less miraculous. Mm -hmm. It just looks differently, right? Give us one aspect of what about the church that you serve at, Juanita Community Church. What is one aspect that you really appreciate and value about your congregation there? Um, I would say one thing I love about our people is uh, that they, um, man, I had to limit it down to one. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. I'm gonna link if 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 Jesus gets to link these two together, then I feel the freedom that I get to. Uh, uh, fair they, enough. Fair they enough. love they love God and they love people, and um, they really have. My wife and I have been serving in this congregation uh, for four and a half years, and they really have brought us in, loved us as family, and they're a community that loves the Lord. Zealously and faithfully, and so I, I think some churches tend to be really good with with one, or, and and or other to, tends to be. Some churches are really cerebral and love the Lord their God with all their mind. Uh, others are really good at at maybe loving people, but some of the doctrine isn't there. And uh, I think our church strives um, to be a church that is both. So they, yeah. they really do love, my wife and I, I know that not, not everyone, not every pastor can say this, but uh, we are well loved by our people. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Cause when that's not there and I'm sure you've experienced it, I've experienced it when, when that, that type of relationship is not there, uh, pastoral ministry and just ministry in general. I don't want to say it's impossible because we have the prophet of Jeremiah that did not see a single convert, and we have we we we, it's kind of, we can't really complain when when he's in the Bible, um, yeah. but it is very difficult, right? Yeah. And it's so difficult when that relationship's not there. But when it is, the freedom and the joy that comes with serving those people is just it's something that uh, it's something that's very hard to put into words um, when they love you and you love them, and it's this yeah. mutual. Uh, this mutual um, 
just this mutual love for each other that spurs on the different types of ministry. It's it's mm-hmm. really really important and and valuable, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think when it's not there, it's um, not only is it is it gut wrenching and mm-hmm. exceptionally difficult. Uh, I would argue, you know, the the Lord sustained Jeremiah in his work, but um, in in many times it, it it's chews ministers up and spits them out the other end. But yep. um, what we don't realize in those kinds of churches is that it really is a light on the name of the gospel. Um, yeah. Our love for each other is to be a reflection of the love that we have and are experiencing in the gospel. And when that's not present in God's people, uh, shame on us because we're, we're proclaiming a perverse gospel to the world at that point. Right. Um, so our people don't, we don't, we do not do it perfectly. If, if our church was perfect at doing that, I wouldn't fit in. Uh, I don't <laughs> do it perfectly. That's right. But, that's right. Uh, we at least strive to be that. And I think yep. that's a good, good place to be. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yep, exactly. Yep. So uh, serving as a pastor in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle area, um, how mm-hmm. do we just as regular churchgoers, first to ourselves and then to others, get ourselves out of that mentality of, I don't really need anybody else. Church community is not really that important, right? How do we change our mind and then our behavior in, in that avenue? Yeah. I've really, I've got this figured out, Josh. I'll kick you some knowledge on this front. Um, <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> well, I mean, podcast done. All right, <laughs> we're gonna get all the answers let's, now. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> just stop talking. Let me lead it from here. Uh, no, I'm just oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do not. Yeah, no, nah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go for you're it. Like, you'll, oh, you'll, you'll, I'm sure oh, you'll, have some edi- you'll have some editing to do at this point. Um, oh, oh, wise one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Elihu. I speak last. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so it's a great is a great question, Josh. Um, I don't have the answer to that. I have a couple of attempts at an answer to that. Yeah. Uh, one of them is that uh, I think the church in America um, and the church in the new in the U.S. is um, reflects this as well. We have a very poor ecclesiology. We have a very poor doctrine of the church or theology of the church. And so in not understanding what the church is, we then don't know why it is desperately important for me to be there or for me to be involved in it. And so, um, if Paul is willing to say and and eager to say that he is a needy person, mm-hmm. um, I'm taking that specifically from like First Corinthians where he says, the, um, the hand can't say to the eye or vice versa, I have no need of you. So no, right, right. no Christian can say to any other Christian, I don't need you in my life. Yeah. Um, that is that that is contrary to the truth of the gospel that we are united to Christ and in our union with Christ, we are united to other believers and the spirit has so gifted each individual member of the body of Christ that Mm -hmm. the other members need them. And so the, one of the ways that I describe it is when, 
when someone is missing from church, and I'm not talking about they're, they're sick or, or, you know, there, there are legitimate reasons where they, they physically cannot be there. Um, I'm talking for reasons that, that would be not, not super legitimate. I I described the body limps, the Mm -hmm. body, um, is held back the body. I mean, I, I recently just pulled my hamstring and amazing that one, one part of my leg mm-hmm. that is strained, the whole body feels it. And right. so if we could have a, a, a better ecclesiology where we would understand the spirit has so gifted each and every person that they are needful in the body and have functions in the body that the rest of the body needs we right. would start to say, um, not only am I needed, but I'm needy. I, I, I need the assembly of the saints. And our mutual right. friend David, I guess, uh, he remind, I forget saying it, but um, he assures me that I did. Um, in explaining the role of church elders on our, our membership classes, last time he reminded me that um, I told him at one point that elders need the church as much as as much as anyone else right like right i need the congregation in my life as right. much as they need me in theirs yeah uh, so no no member can say there's no need of it so i would say that would begin to assail the hyper individualism of the northwest american church i don't think that's the full answer but i think it's part of it yeah no i completely agree daniel yeah and i think I agree with your assessment of having to step back and redefine terms, right? Because if we're starting from an incorrect preposition, the rest of our conversation is going to be flawed, right? Um, So we have to start at, yeah, I completely agree with what is the church? Who is the church? Why is the church here? And what is the purpose of the church, right? And once we get that, and once we have a biblical foundation and definition for that, then we can start applying that to our life and saying, okay, I am part of the church. The church isn't a building. The church isn't a location. The church is a people, right? So what does it mean for me to be a member of the body of Christ? Um, And you completely nailed it. Is is all of us, every single person who is indwelled with the Holy Spirit is both meant to be needed (laughs) by someone else and they are needy at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And when one of those cogs in the wheel is removed, when one of those pieces is removed, like you said, the body limps, Mm -hmm. right? And it's so important that we, no matter what your role is in ministry, whether you're a pastor, a counselor, whether you're the janitor, whether you're making coffee in the morning, I don't care what you're doing in church. The point is serving faithfully, realizing that we are desperately in need of accountability and encouragement that comes from the church. And it really is just an understanding of your own weaknesses and your own strengths on both ends is, is there's somebody out there that needs the gift package that God has given you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then vice versa, there is somebody out there that has a gift package that God has given them that you need desperately. Right. Um, There are no lone wolf Christians, right? We're not meant to, to, to do this on our own. And I think once we get that, that is when the service then becomes pure, then becomes done for the right reason, then becomes something that we're doing out of joy and not obligation or, or legalism that, you know, God is going to be more pleased with me and he's going to like me better if I do this, 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 and this and this. Right. Um, 
the gospel frees our motivations up for that. Yeah. And it's it's those Christians that I have found in my life that I have come to love and appreciate more than anything else. Uh, it's those Christians that I look at that do that in a loving way, uh, that inspire me to want to do that for others and to become more like Christ in how I interact with others. Uh, it's the friends that I look at that are serving in the church faithfully, quietly, um, without the need for recognition or praise. Uh, those are the people that I look at like, man, uh, one, I've got a long way to go, but two, I'm so thankful that the Lord has put them in my life mm -hmm. as a, as a picture, right? Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. I look at these people and I, I want to imitate you because you look like Jesus mm -hmm. <laughs> in how you're serving and how yeah. you're encouraging and how you're convicting, right? Mm -hmm. So the question for you, Daniel, is one, who are those people for you? Uh, and two, what are the traits that they possess that you look at and you're like, man, uh, that gives me the encouragement to want to follow Christ harder and faster than I am now. Mm. Well, so for who are those people? Uh, I've already alluded to one of them, my, my bride. Uh, mm -hmm. She was she was there the night I preached my first sermon uh, when I was 17. And uh, she's heard probably 95% oh, or more of everything I've ever preached. Uh, she sees me in the pulpit and she sees me at the dinner table. And um, she's just my greatest encourager and cheerleader. And um, I think the key is that these are faithful, Jesus-loving, gospel-adoring um, Christians who you just have an open relationship and who don't take you too seriously. Um, right. And who don't let you take you too seriously. And, and, I, and I would and even add on to that real quick. Um, yeah, one of the yeah. things that, that I don't want, that I'm not interested in making, uh, which is, you know, on, on the Reformed Baptist side of things, I don't want to make a bunch of, I don't want to make a bunch of sour Baptists. Sure, right. I, yeah. I don't want, and, and <laughs> like our kids, our, our, our folks, they watch the way we worship. Yep. And they yep. know, uh, I don't want them to learn that Reformed Baptists are people who take themselves way too seriously. That That's is right. not That's the right. kind of reformed theology that I want taking root. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have the gospel. We have yeah. the most incredible, the most amazing truth that has infiltrated our hearts, and we're gonna rock. We're gonna walk around with with RBF, right? Resting Baptist face. Yes. We're gonna do that, right? <laughs> no, no, uh, Dave. It caused David to dance and yeah. to, and to shout, uh, mm -hmm. shout for joy, and. That's okay. That's that's good. Um, right? We need both. We need both for sure. Um, and with that joy and with that enjoyment that comes from from community uh, comes those unforgettable moments, those yeah. funny stories. Right? See, that was the perfect segue. You that see that? I, I didn't want you to miss that, man. Yeah. That's, but now <laughs> that I just called it out, I feel like I ruined it. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, but uh, especially being in ministry for as long as you have, um, yeah. give us, give us one. Uh, and I know it'll be hard to probably just pick one, but give us one moment, one story that's either the most unforgettable or funniest exper church experiences you've ever had. So as far as unforgettable stories, uh, I remember when my wife was uh, pregnant with our first daughter, 
She yeah. was part of uh, the choir at Grace Community Church. They have, they have a huge, awesome choir. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, I look up to to see her in the choir, and she's she's not there anymore. And I see the choir members around her, like laying her down on the pew, oh, because no. she had passed out. Oh and no! And so I run like out the back. And they, they know me because I'm a custodian, but I'm not in my custodial outfit. Right. right. And, uh, or my church gnome outfit. And, um, I look at the, the, the head of security. I was like, that's my wife. And he goes, all right, you lead the way. And I I forget who was leading the service, but they were praying. And so we sneak into the choir loft (laughs) while thousands of people have their eyes closed, every, every eye closed, every head bowed. And That's right. Yeah. I help a security guard like carry my wife out of the choir loft. Your, your pregnant wife. Yeah. My pregnant wife. <laughs> it was a big She'll deal to me, but they just they were like, oh, whatever. Take her to get her something. She, she tried to hit that high note, and it was just yeah. too much. The babies, the babies said no. <laughs> yeah. So she she missed breakfast. Her blood sugar got too low and uh, passed out. She'll really appreciate me picking this story to share. Oh the yeah. Church stories. Oh. Well, just, uh, yeah, just, just keep her away from the podcast. It'll yeah. be fine, right? <laughs> like, honey, oh, yeah, yeah, don't, don't listen to this podcast. It's yeah. full of heresy. And, yeah, it wasn't that know. good. Hannah's was better. It wasn't that good. The host is weird. Yeah, don't yeah. listen to it. Um, okay. All right, Daniel. Well, uh, we have come to close to the end of the podcast, but not yet, because it is now time for the Monday Hot Takes. And this is when I ask you a bunch of random questions, and you give me the first thing that pops into your head. Are you ready for these? Uh, I think so. Uh, hot takes always sound like cutting. a snack of some sort of like ooh. hot takes yeah hot hot takes right like a bag of hot takes yeah that's, that's always what i think of when i hear you announce that it makes me hungry some crunchy hot takes yeah. okay here we go all right uh we're gonna start off easy favorite mm-hmm. band do rap artists count oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like favorite sh- band oh, or yeah shylin Shylin. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's a good one. Like him. All right. Worst book you've ever read? The Emerging Church by Dan Kimball. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. All the way. All right. What is something about current Christian culture that is annoying to you? Christian radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. You're not a fan of Spirit 105.3? Come on. <laughs> It makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, you're not filled with the spirit enough, Daniel. Uh, well, Come on. Biblically speaking, it didn't make me angry. It's the occasion over which my sinful heart chooses to get angry. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> what is this superficial nonsense? Uh, yeah, that's, so your, that, that, that's the Reformed Baptist coming out. That's yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you have to close one fast food chain. Which one is it? McDonald's. Really? Oh, in a heartbeat. Oh, no McDonald's. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, if you could be the me- if you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? The Office. <laughs> the Office. <laughs> who would you be in The Office? <laughs> who would I be or who uh... I feel like that's that's actually a question for other people. Like like yeah, I feel like I, I, I think... you know, who Who's Daniel, right? In this well, TV show, I was gonna pick Parks and Rec. In that case, I would be Ron Swanson, but with a beard. Yes. Yes. Uh, but given my homeschool background, I would probably be Dwight in the office. Just <laughs> well, well, with all the homemade weapons, that makes yes, sense. Yes, right? it makes sense. 
<laughs> and it's just you've got weapons stowed like all over your church office, like up, up in the it's, walls. And, it seems reasonable. <laughs> it does. It does. It's fair. Um, all right. What is something that you have tried that you will never try again? Sushi. Ah, yes, completely and totally agree. What's hard though is my wife loves sushi, and I can't. I can't do it. It's just it's the worst in the world. In what situation or place would you find yourself the most out of place in? Seattle. <laughs> I have bad news for you, Daniel. I don't know if you've noticed. It is 20 minutes from you. <laughs> the, irony, the Lord's sense of humor in putting a homeschool peninsula hillbilly like me in Seattle is well, it's just yeah. humor. You know, you know what's even funnier is the Lord putting a homeschool hillbilly from Tenasket near Seattle. <laughs> Given that I don't even know where Tenasket is, that's legitimate. <laughs> yep, yeah, it makes sense. I heard Pat's answer to this, and there's no way I can compete with that. Wait, what was Pat's answer? The one where he like went into Joe's office. Oh, he took his shirt off. And <laughs> Like there's no competing with that. I just feel like I feel like you know how uh, certain members of basketball teams they get their jer- their jerseys uh, retired. Like that question yeah. should be retired. Yeah. In, in yeah. Honor of Pat's answer to that I don't know, man. Uh, there's there's no there's not much place to go after that. Yes, that is, that's for sure. So uh, all right, that's all right. We're moving on. Um, let's see. What is one food that you could never give up? Steak. Steak. Yeah. 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 Good man. Good man. Um, okay, what's one country that you that you would most like to visit? Scotland. Scotland. All right. All right. Uh, what is the worst part about being a guest on a podcast? There's none. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, using using one of my deacons who's from Mexico's computer that <laughs> is in Spanish, and I don't know what it's asking me. Uh, so <laughs> connecting to you via whatever chat room we're in. That's right. <laughs> Trying no to answer questions though. in Spanish and no hablé español was not an answer. Uh, that that was the worst. <laughs> all right, that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, all right, Daniel, you get one superpower. What is it, my man? Flying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Flight. Seems, that seems legitimate, especially with Seattle traffic. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yes. I'm going- Going oh, yeah. right over those people. You, you sold me on that one. Yes. Yeah, I'm putting on. I'm putting on like a life size like seagull suit, and I'm just yeah. I'm flying over everybody. <laughs> it's an albatross. Yes. A really really big one. <laughs> big one. Yeah, flying uh, for sure. That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, favorite movie. Toss up between Braveheart and Gladiator. Oh my goodness. I can't. I pick. would not be able to choose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are among my three. Like I have three. Yeah, that's that's up there. That's, Which that's, is third? That's really good. Third would be the Patriot, also with Mel Gibson. I, I feel love like that the, movie. Patriot, yeah. the Patriot was like Braveheart, but in America. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, it's great. But it's great. It was it's so good. Like it's I, so good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a movie buff it's just it's just one, one of my hobbies and i can talk about how great bell gibson is as an actor and a director for hours and i don't care who says who who says squat he's amazing if, if the question had been greatest trilogy of all time there's no room for debate it is the lord of the rings trilogy 
extended edition Arna. Amen. Amen to that. So, so that that I my claim to fame, and it, it really the only one, and mm. the only one that's legitimate, is that uh, I can quote verbatim all three movies extended edition from beginning to end. Do we like? Do we know before this podcast that we were massive Lord of the Ring nerds? Like, no. Are you really? Oh yeah, I read it yearly. Yes, I watch them. I can. I've never tried to Dude. quote them front to back. Yeah. No, no, but like, I think like, I could like get close while we're watching it. Like, it's so bad now that when I listen to the soundtrack, oh, I can quote it. I know what's being said, yes, just based on the music. And I just start quoting the movie, listening to the music. Is that not normal? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. it is to me. <laughs> um, nuts and cookies, yes or no? No, oh, no, good man. I'm just falling more and more in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like I'm not, not even, even gonna sugarcoat it. Not no, even. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this one might be more of a question for your wife, but I'm gonna ask it for you anyway. If there was one thing you could do over at your wedding, what would it be? The first is I wouldn't let whoever trimmed the unity candle trim it again because they trimmed it so short it couldn't be lit. And so <laughs> instead of like this beautiful symbolic two flames becoming one, yeah, it's like we both died because our our candles went out <laughs> and the middle one wasn't lit at all. Like we both died. Yeah, two, li- two lives have ended today. <laughs> like, well, honey, it was nice while it lasted. Let's just part ways now yeah. and never speak of this again. <laughs> we just we tried, and our pastor's like, just and just picked just, it up just, and blew them out and set yeah. them down. Uh, all right, what is your go-to karaoke song? So sadly, it would probably be something from like My Little Pony because oh, I have girl. a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And okay. the three-year-old has been recently singing This Girl is on Fire. Um, it's one of those songs that you wish, that makes you wish that the singer was on fire. It's like, can we just end this, yeah. please? Uh, all right, Daniel, last one, man. What's the best advice you've ever been given? All right. Well, this has been Every Day of Monday podcast. <laughs> the only thing that comes to my mind is when my dad told me to not pee into the wind. <laughs> that is sound and good advice. <laughs> that is advice that you will carry for the rest of your days. Yes. It will be passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> it's it's hard that I yeah. Uh, you're yeah. just gonna have so much editing to do, Josh. Uh, no, I dude, like I haven't heard anything that I'm editing out yet except the part. Oh dear. <laughs> you my friend. Yes. <laughs> Oh, be like, what, guy, what did they talk about? This guy's talking about editing all the time. But. Yeah, that's right. He's getting the nothing has been edited. <laughs> You're getting the full Monty on this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Daniel, um, we have come officially to the end of the podcast, man. It has been a joy and a delight having you on. I really appreciate uh, you being a guest this week with me, brother. Appreciate you having me on. All right. All right. Well, hey, everyone, you know the drill. You can head on over to iTunes and leave us a raving review and a five-star rating. Uh, Only those will be accepted. And it uh, helps us get the words out and uh, gets the podcast in front of more people. Um, And you can subscribe to this this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Everyday Monday Podcast, Instagram at Everyday A Monday Pod. And thank you all for joining us in the trenches today. And we will catch you on the next step of Everyday A Monday.